0: I'm Hanif Baharuddin You're tuned in to GG Well Paid, A brand new show on BFM That looks at the world of video games Expect conversations about video games In the form of reviews Industry talk As well as news from this weekly show Later on, I'll be speaking to Najman Maliki About our experiences playing Cyberpunk 2077 CD Projekt Red's latest action RPG That's mired in all kinds of controversies right now But before that Here's the news of the week With Ali Johan
1: and Ofnil Ting Thank you, Hanif. Okay, let's kick off with the news of next-gen consoles or current-gen if we want to be specific. PS5 and Xbox Series X were released last month. And as you all were aware, the consoles are in very short supply, selling out almost everywhere globally. Unfortunately, we've not gotten our hands on the consoles just yet. But according to sources, specifically for the PlayStation 5, more units will be produced and be made available for the Asian market after January 2021.
2: Yeah, and according to a report from IGN Southeast Asia, quoting... Uh, sources uh, from Gematsu and DigiTimes, Sony are expected to ship 16.8 million to 18 million units of the console and um, while priority for now are markets in North America and Europe, we can expect the consoles to be more available in Asia, hopefully Southeast Asia as well after this month. The production rate will be increased thanks to the additional capacity support from taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company tsmc and back-end services firms being able to ramp up production of the ps5's customized amd 7 nanometer cpu and as you know the production of these parts slowed down a bit Due to the pandemic.
1: That's right, the PlayStation 5 was officially released in Malaysia on the 11th of December has been sold out since with no concrete announcement of when the console will be restocked next. So let's just hope that this report is accurate and true. Just be patient and not fall for scalpers online that are selling these consoles at a much higher price than the retail price which is around two thousand two hundred ninety-nine ringgit for the disc version. I saw some of them even selling it at more than four thousand ringgit. That's criminal. And the thing is I would not be surprised if people actually paid for it
2: yeah onto the next piece of news steam has released their annual best of list for 2020 and we've just celebrated the new year so let's look back at the list as well as uh, the kind of games that people played last year especially since 2020 uh, was a year that has seen gaming being adopted a lot more by the public as they adapted to the pandemic and multiple lockdowns bear in mind that steam takes into account only games on pc and purchased and played through the platform. So it provides for an interesting take on the kind of games that are played by gamers.
3: That's right.
1: There are multiple categories here, but let's take a look at the top sellers and most played. Okay, so for top sellers in no particular order, here are the top 12 games that made it based on gross revenue. Fall Guys, Ultimate, Knockout, Monster Hunter, World, PUBG, of course, Mm -hmm. Dota 2, of course, uh, Doom Eternal, Cyberpunk 2077, Red Dead Redemption 2, Among Us, GTA 5, CSGO, Rainbow Six, Siege, and Destiny 2.
2: Yeah, you can see some free-to-play games on that list, such as CSGO, Dota 2, and Destiny 2, which means that these games most likely made their revenue from the sale of the in-game items. Mm -mm. Uh, That's normally the case. And uh, there are also some... You know, by industry standard, old games like uh, GTA V, Rainbow Six, Siege, that's still selling well in 2020. And unsurprisingly, breakout pandemic stars Among Us and Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout made it into the top 12 too, together with AAA releases of this year, including Doom Eternal and the newly released Cyberpunk 2077, despite being on the market for only close to a month now. More on that later.
1: As for most played game of 2020 on Steam measured via the amount of peak concurrent players the top 12 games that have around 200,000 peak concurrent players in 2020 in no particular order are CSGO Terraria PUBG Life is Strange 2 Monster Hunter World Dota 2 Cyberpunk 2077 Mount & Blade 2 Bannerlord GTA 5 Destiny 2 And Among Us As per top sellers You have your usual suspects there You know Esports titles like Dota And CSGO uh, Battle Royale classics like PUBG And even GTA 5 which has a, quite a huge online community right now. And not to mention the releases of the latest Heist Mood 2. Uh, global phenomenon of 2020 among us is there too, as expected.
2: Yeah, but quite surprisingly, there are also games like Life is Strange 2 and Monster Hunter World and Terraria, which actually came out nine, almost nine years ago, still being played and also made it into the top 12 most played games uh, on Steam in 2020. You know, again, these data are specifically from Steam not taking into account games that people played on different platforms, on PC consoles and also mobile devices. Um, Fortnite, for example, which is on Epic Game Store is most likely there or thereabout if you want to take that into consideration. And as we know, there was also a resurgence in demand for Nintendo Switch after the release of Animal Crossing New Horizons last year and that game was pretty trendy too.
1: Yeah, it was all over social media. Yeah. Right? Okay, up next, Diablo Immortal, a mobile version of Diablo that was announced at BlizzCon 2018 is now in limited public technical alpha Ooh. and it's being tested by some alpha testers primarily in Australia. In case you forgot, this is the game that has drawn the ire of hardcore Diablo fans when it was announced at BlizzCon 2018. Here's an iconic line by an attendee that has since became viral. Hey, uh, just was wondering, is this uh, an out-of-season April Fools joke? <laughs> uh,
3: no, it's, it's, a, it's a fully, uh, fully fledged uh, Diablo experience on, on mobile, which
2: everybody will get to play. Of course, hardcore fans are generally sceptical about mobile versions of games that they love and sometimes even mobile games in general. You know, and simply due to the nature and experience of gaming on the platform that's deemed to be inferior. Not to mention how they're mostly littered with microtransactions and pay-to-win model. I mean, that's such a deal-breaker for me sometimes. Uh, But according to the first impressions that we've read and seen online, it seems to be quite positive. Those who've had the chance to play it said that it feels like your usual Diablo experience except on your mobile phone. But they are also slightly cautious as the version that they played definitely did not come with all the microtransaction elements the platform is notorious for.
1: Mm -mm. So we'll have to see how it goes and whether this game will eventually be accepted by the fans and the larger gaming community. Lastly, it will be remiss if we did not mention one of the biggest news in the gaming industry last month and that was the release of the highly anticipated Cyberpunk 2077 and the subsequent problems that the game and its developer CD Projekt Red faced From strict embargo rules for reviewers to the extremely bad performances on base consoles, bugs and glitches that led to the game being pulled from Sony PlayStation Store and refunds being offered everywhere. And now lawsuits from investors claiming that the company misled its investors regarding the playability of the game on base consoles. This comes after CD Projekt Red's stock plummeted beginning in December because of all the bad press the game's been receiving.
2: Yeah, but despite that, the game still sold 13 million copies as of now, and this number has taken into account the refund that they had to process for gamers who were unsatisfied with the quality of the game after it came out. FYI, the game had 8 million pre-orders prior to the release, you know you know it's been anticipated, and CD Projekt Red has recouped its development and production costs as well as marketing and promotional costs from the pre-orders alone. You know. Regardless, uh, the game and the developer is not really enjoying the greatest publicity as of now. And to help us break down the drama behind it all, Hadith speaks to John Leo, the content director from gaming website kakuchopure.com.
4: See, all this actually happened way before the game came out on the 10th. Because of, um, I think it was this news that was broke on Bloomberg that Apparently, the developer's CD Projekt are having mandatory crunch for the past two years, I believe, from 2018 all the way till the game's release. See, they did promise earlier on, within those two years, that they're going to lift the crunch, but it actually kind of came back again. So there was a lot of people kind of gathering animosity towards CD Projekt at the start. I believe it was the middle of this year that the news broke. So yeah, apparently a lot of people are working on this over time. I mean, they are getting paid, but it's like people who are getting burnt out just working on the game. I believe, as well as the launch, which we all know that it turns out is basically CD Projekt's very, very bad week since December the 10th. Oh, yeah, and then there were reviews that came out on, I believe, the 8th or the 7th, hold on. It was the 8th, uh, US time, uh, on the 8th of December, our time, where reviews started coming out and people were basically vehemently defending the game for getting lower than a 9 or a 10. Yeah, a lot of people were doing this. There was even one YouTuber who made a controversial video about a GameSpot reviewer who hasn't even touched a game, which is obviously untrue. So, yeah, there was a lot of buzz going on there. And then when the game came out on the 10th, for PC, Xbox One, and PS4, then you start seeing the reviews and the Metacritic's and the funny bug videos started coming out. And a lot of people's viewpoint on Cyberpunk 207 started going downhill. This was especially damning because the Xbox One and the PS4-based versions of the game run pretty terrible on a lot of people's consoles. The PC version is fine because you also can remember when people were reviewing the copy of the game uh, before the tenth, they were actually reviewing the PC copy and they weren't allowed to actually use their own footage or their own screen caps. They had to use the PR media stuff they were given from CD Projekt. Basically, embargo, but a much strict embargo. This is actually something really new, even for me. I mean, I've received a lot of embargoes for games, but I can record my own footage, and obviously, I don't record anything past the story point, certain story points here and there, and, you know, the ending bits. But for CD Projekt's case, is a bit different. My personal experience was I actually asked for a Xbox One copy of the game because my PC was in the shop at the time of the review time. So I asked for an Xbox copy, I only got it like a few hours before the release, which was um, the earliest release is probably 9th December, about 7pm, because it's out on other territories around here time. So yes, I got the Xbox version, I played on my Xbox Series X, game runs just great, just fine. All the bugs that I heard about were basically all from the PC version, so no issue there. La. But it's definitely a console port, just a heads up. So, I think that's why they kind of pulled back on this. They rely on the reviews, get the high metacritic, and then eventually, when the game comes out, they got their pre orders. And you already heard the news about Cyberpunk already getting like a, a lot of money, basically 10 million, or yeah. more than that, from pre orders. I think 8 million sales,
0: right, if I'm not mistaken?
4: Yeah, and then on the 10s, okay, of course, all those little parody videos start coming out. I think my favorite is the one where they took the E3 2018 trailer, like, you know, the one where they had Keanu Reeves popping up. They've been seeing content with all the bugs that happened on the PS4 and the Xbox One version. It was
0: pretty funny. So despite making claims earlier in the year that the game's ready, quote-unquote, and it's just down to polishing based on the release versions that are available to us, that seems to not really be the case, right? I, I mean, even, even, no, on, it's not. Yeah, even on high-end PCs, you can still see bugs, a lot of bugs. And even on consoles, yeah, performs, especially on base consoles... The games, you know, to some is not even playable. Like up till the point that Sony actually made the unprecedented move of actually taking it off PlayStation Store, right? And funded gamers. Is-
4: oh, that was actually. I think we should talk about how that came to be. On the thirteenth of December, CD Projekt said on uh, basically on their website that yes, we had a bonus that was considered, and then we're gonna pay everyone fairly. On the fourteenth of December, they released a public message on Twitter saying that. Yes, fans can seek a refund through Microsoft and Sony. And then a couple of days later, Sony felt like they were thrown under the bus because that's what CD Projekt is basically doing to those two parties. They are, shift, I, I won't say shift the blame. It's more like, yeah, we're sorry, but not sorry in a sense. So here, let Sony and Microsoft help you out. And yes, on the 18th, PlayStation made the power move. They removed the Cyberpunk 2077 from its PS store until further notice with a really heavy message. On it.
0: Yes. So, I mean, if you haven't played Cyberpunk on PlayStation, especially, you can't even find it on the PlayStation Store. If you look for it on the PlayStation Store, the game's no longer there. So, yeah. Uh, and amidst all this, their stocks also dropped, and the company had to have emergency meetings multiple times with investors to explain the situation. Some investors are now even filing lawsuits because of claims of false marketing regarding the game um, that's, you know, essentially unfinished, especially on, on base consoles. And there are also claims of arguments between the development side of the company and the management side regarding the state of the game and the release dates so it seems that as much as CD project has a decent reputation at least with their past game the witcher 3 there seems to be like a lot of problems there
4: i can tell you that whoever worked on the witcher 3 back in 2015 and 14 they all left CD project because they knew in the next few years it's probably gonna be what we have seen this week lah basically like this this month of december when all these news starts popping up so I think a lot of people who worked on Witcher 3, even the Blood and Wine expansion, they knew what they were going to get signed up for the next few months. And I mean, this is again hearsay and uh, alleged stuff going on. I'm hearing a lot of BuzzFeed's words here from people who I will not name. But generally, it's going to be... I think people who left the ship early knew that they were going to head to the direction of overtime and crunch that has been leading up to Cyberpunk's release. So I believe because of all this mismanagement that was already foreseen since uh, Witcher 3 and Witcher 2's development even, then you shouldn't be surprised as to why people who worked on Witcher 3, they moved on to bigger and better companies and bigger things.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I think to a certain extent, a lot of people have also been hyping up CD Projekt Red as one of the good guys, right, quote-unquote, in the industry that's now, I guess, riddled with a lot of big companies, big developers, having bad names now uh, Bethesda you know Bioware companies like that
4: Yeah, Yeah, basically (laughs) CD Projekt has become what other people hated in other companies in that sense Um, there's also this other news that it's not cyberpunk but it's also related to CD Projekt as you know CD Projekt owns GOG.com a digital platform distribution service Um, Red Candle Games the creator of this Taiwanese horror game Devotion were going to release this game after some controversy like last year on GOG.com. But GOG.com announced on the, I think it was a couple of days, or was it, 17th, on the 16th, that they were not going to publish the game on their stores, because they have received, quote-unquote, many messages from gamers. So, we put two and two together, Devotion was actually altered from Steam, because of a particular egg they put in the game, which involves a Chinese president, and of course, that's how the game got cut off, basically. And then now the game came back and now it's being you know pulled back from GOG.com. You can kind of put two and two things together, lah, in that sense.
0: Yeah. And that's kinda of sad for a company that has built good reputation uh with GOG.com, right? I think to a certain extent, one of the reasons why GOG.com is celebrated is because of its consumer-friendly policy, right? DRM free games. Yeah, DRM
4: free. You you pay for the money, you get the thing, you get to keep the install file however you like and everything.
0: Hmm. So do you think that? They shot themselves on the foot with the kind of, I guess, going back to Cyberpunk, the kind of marketing and statements that they've made about the game. uh, Essentially overhyping the game themselves. Uh, You know, saying that, oh, the game is going to be out when it's ready. And we leave greed to others. All these kind of statements that CD Projekt has been making throughout the development of Cyberpunk.
4: They have, yes. See, this is like an industry thing that's been happening, God knows for how long. I can also blame it on gamers as well who expect a lot of things out of a particular game because... As you see in the games like Duke Nukem Forever or Alien Colonial Marines or, I mean, any big blockbuster game, even Bioshock Infinite as well, if I have to be frank, like, no matter how much you hype up a game, like, for so many years, you're only as good as the last game you released. And then when you come out with another game, that also determines how worthy a company is to the player's eyes and everything. So no matter how much marketing and all that, a lot of people, okay, most people are usually smart to get around it, while others may not, which is why they're kind of angry that Cyberpunk 207 gets the vitriol it deserves. I mean, personally, I've actually had a blast of a time with Cyberpunk 2077, but I'm not going to ignore the flaws of the game, the many bugs that happens, and the fact that I have to basically use up all my save files so that I can save scum in case a quest doesn't work, I can reload another file. And the fact that CD Projekt has basically kind of lied to the consumers and went all around and had a lot of mismanagement going around with the game for the past, I think, more than two years, come to think of it, because the game has been made for the past seven years or so since the announcement.
0: Yeah, so uh, people who have faith in CD Projekt Red have said that, that we should still trust the company, but even if they do deliver on their promises in the coming months, uh, do you think that this event will or should be forgotten? Should it be a lesson for not only for other game developers, but also for gamers, perhaps?
4: Oh, it's a lesson for everyone. We can learn a lot from what CD Projekt has done, what gamers' expectations are, basically. So for developers, if you're going to delay a game, just delay it, otherwise you'll end up like, Cyberpunk 207's base console versions. Because a broken game is going to stay on there forever. People are going to remember the bugs. Cyberpunk is going to be a meme and so forth. Like you'll be immortalized probably in the worst way possible. Also for gamers as well, like you should learn to keep your expectations to check because no game, no matter how good it is, is going to live up to the hype and all the marketing and all the buzz and all the spiel that pops up prior to the game's launch. If you set your expectations to like zero, Like, not negative one, not plus five or negative five. Just set your expectations to zero. You play a game, you enjoy it for what it's worth, and yeah, you're going to enjoy it or probably hate it on your own merits. I mean, if a game advertises so much and it's too good to be true, it's Mm. probably too good to be true, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, reputation-wise, do you think CD Projekt rate will survive this? Uh, do you think they have enough goodwill with gamers to not be the next Bethesda post-Fallout 76 or Bioware post-Mass uh, Effect Andromeda and Anthem?
4: Well, that's the thing. This is, this industry is very funny in the sense that even if you had like committed the grievous of sins, you can still come out of it alive after a few months or even a few years if you put your back to it. I guess you guys remember Hello Games and the uh, No Man's Sky fiasco, right? Yeah. But after the game released, basically Sean Murray, the producer, of the ga- director of the game, he just kept quiet throughout the entire, I think it was a couple, six, seven, eight months or so. And then there was a news that popped up that, yes, we're going to upgrade the game. And then the upgrades just kept coming and coming. And within two years since its release, No Man's Sky probably became the best game of post-launch, basically. I think the same thing also can be applied to Fallout 76, where... I think after the fiasco that happened with the the canvas bags and the bugginess of the game, they fixed it up really good. I think I'm hearing a lot of good things about Fallout 76 a year after its launch. And the game plays just okay now. I'm not saying it's the greatest game ever, but you could give credit to Bethesda for basically improving upon a fiasco. Lah. So I believe the CD Project can do the same thing. They just have to basically keep their mouths shut. That's all. They just need to... Stay silent, work on the bugs and whatnot after Christmas. Obviously, don't overwork your workers. Try not to have anything leak out anymore, basically. And whatever improvements they make, it's basically the next six months, from December up till next year, it's going to determine what CD project will do to Cyberpunk. They're not going to throw away this game because as much as many of the bugs and the flaws are in this title, it has a really good story, has a really good pathway, has a really good narrative and the art direction
1: and the music really good stuff you just heard from john leo content director from gaming website kakuchupore.com sharing his thoughts on what's been happening with cd project red after the controversial launch of cyberpunk 2077 that's all the news that we have for this week over to you hanif Sally and Offniel for the news we're going for a short break coming up we're going to be
0: sharing what it's like to play Cyberpunk 2077 in its current state stay tuned this is GG Well Played on BFM
4: 89.9 Wait the f- up samurai
2: we have a city to burn
0: Ah, the iconic line from the Cyberpunk 2077 E3 2019 trailer that has now been made fun of a lot of times with variations like Wake Up Samurai, We Have a City to Render or Go Back to Sleep Samurai. The city has not finished loading up yet. Hi, you're listening to BFM's brand new gaming show, Well Played. I'm Hanif Baharudin and joining me to share our experience playing Cyberpunk 2077 from day one on PS4 and PC. is my great Chumba and the voice in my head. No, it's not Johnny Silverhand, but BFM's very own net runner, Najman Maliki. Welcome to the show, Chum. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Joe feels premium, yeah. So if you're familiar with the game and the stories surrounding it since its launch, you would know that it's filled with a lot of bugs and glitches. I'm sure some of you have seen videos of the bugs and glitches online. But I feel like it's important for us to also share our personal experiences playing this game and also discuss those problems in a separate conversation before we actually review the game. Yes, the review of the game is coming soon, and for that we feel like we want to focus on Cyberpunk 2077 or, in my case, Cyberpunk 2007 and its merits uh, as a game without talking about the bugs and glitches yeah Naj I feel like maybe it's important that we have a separate conversation talking about the bugs and glitches and our experience you know dealing with these things and the review in two separate
3: conversations right yeah I totally agree with that because I have played it on my PS4 and I have played it on my PC and it feels like 2077 on my PC and 2007 on my PS4 definitely
0: Alright, so Naj uh, Maybe you you can start Sharing your experience first Playing Cyberpunk I think, okay For both of us, to be fair We were both, I guess Quite pumped for the game And we both pre-ordered the game I pre-ordered mm-hmm. the game On uh, on PlayStation uh, The digital version I pre-loaded the game And as soon as uh, It's available I immediately started playing uh, And for me The first impression Wasn't really great The resolution of the game Was very, very low It looks very blurry For some weird reason And yeah I'll share
3: the rest later What about you? Yeah, I think for me, the experience was not good, to say the least. Um, yeah, so basically, when I bought the game, the first reaction that me and my partner had was, is this really the game? It really looks like a game from like, I don't know, early 2000s, 2007 is where sounds about right. Um, and we thought that oh maybe this is the earlier part the aesthetic that they want to try and get to maybe it's like i don't know like cyberpunk-ish kind of style but nope that's not the experience and it was bad from the start for me personally it was unplayable
0: okay yeah Uh, i like that term because i think a lot of people have been using that term uh, unplayable it's kind of like a bit subjective right I think I know what you mean and I think I respect that like in my case uh, I don't have any other alternatives so I have to sort of like stick with the PlayStation version uh, for now so I decided to persevere and I think I remember us talking about it like I started playing and at that particular time I think the report started coming out that you know the consoles the base consoles versions are quite buggy and also generally performs bad Can so I remember the first time I downloaded the game it was already downloaded together with Day Zero patch, uh, and I think the game still <laughs> wasn't performing as well. There were a lot of bugs and glitches, uh, but you, after saying that, after deciding that perhaps it's not quote unquote playable, you decided to try out the PC version uh, yeah. after that, right?
3: Yeah, so I did like a gamble kind of thing. So on Steam, purchased it on Steam. So with Steam, you have like the two hour window where you can refund the game if you don't like it or for no reason you want to refund the game. As long as you've played it less than two hours, they will give you the refund. So I was looking forward to that and I tried it out and actually was really, really good. I had a long conversation with Hanif and the team about this and decided to actually keep the game. Um, <laughs> and my experience has been great since, actually.
0: Okay, uh, if you don't mind sharing, can you just share the spec of your PC? You're not oh, using a yes. high-end PC, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm <laughs> not using a high-end PC. So my PC is actually um, running on a, an Intel i5 9th uh, gen. To be spec-specific for the geeks out there, it's a i five i5-9400F, and I'm running a, a 16 gigs, 2,600 megahertz. sorry, 2,600 hertz and an RX 580 Radeon graphics card so a very old graphics card i would say it's almost on par with the 1060 GTX um so yeah it's not a new, new rig but it plays very nicely on medium i can play it on high and yeah it gets hot it runs hot but the game is run, yeah the game is uh, cyberpunk so you expect that <laughs>
0: and you've been getting all the patches you've been downloading all the patches as well right whenever
3: yeah Yeah. so i'm on currently i'm playing it on uh, patch 1.06 yeah uh so medium uh, in terms of performance it hits 60 fps at least um okay so here's the thing that i would not recommend to anyone out there because this is not official from cd project right but there was a thing a tweaker that someone created um that helps you basically tweak the system files again i'm not endorsing this uh but that particular thing helped boost my game to about 60 fps and it drops as low as 40 uh but without the file without the 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 quote-unquote hack thingy It goes down to 25, but it hovers very normally around 45 FPS. So, yeah, currently I'm playing around 60, previously, it was around 45.
0: Yeah, and I think those numbers are decent numbers, right? I think definitely much better than uh, you know your usual console frame rate, which is usually around 30 FPS, right? In general, but yeah, uh, let me share my experience uh, playing Cyberpunk uh, 2077 or 2007 on uh, PlayStation 4, base PlayStation 4. Uh, so the thing is, I've been following the news when the game was launched, and uh, and I've been playing the game as well. you know while while following the development of the the story, right? Prior to patch 1. 0.5 or 1.06 the game looks very blurry i think you know I, I can't tell uh resolution that well but i think the game was definitely running below 1080p definitely i think uh, if, if you watch digital foundry's report at that time they were saying that the game was running barely at 720p so so mm-hmm. there's that as well which is why i mean i've been playing a lot of games on my position uh, it's rare to see games that are very blurry and initially i was like okay so is this low res or is the blurriness part of the, I guess, aesthetic, aesthetic of the game, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is kind of sad, right? If you think about it, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, been trying to, you know, been chugging along and, you know, one of the things that I think uh, happened a lot, at least on consoles, uh, crashes, I played the game for almost 70 hours. Now I've completed the game, but I'm still finishing some side missions. Uh, I've had more than 10 crashes,
3: uh, and that's just 10 times too many on a console. Yeah, very interesting thing that you brought up. So, I'll touch um, on my bugs experiences later, but I have not experienced any crashes. But having said that, I'm only like 20 plus hours in. But still, yeah, 20 plus hours in, I haven't faced a single crash yet. So, Ooh, yeah. Okay, that's Great. very interesting.
0: Yeah, so so like in my case... Uh, it- almost it becomes like a part of the feature of the game you play for like an hour and then the game will crash and then you're like oh okay maybe the game's trying to tell you to maybe go to bed or something <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, I guess the latest patch I think the patch prior to the holidays patch 1.06 was the best in terms of performance as it makes uh, the blurriness go away mostly so so oh, it wasn't nice. as blurry prior to the patch 1.06 uh, but the game's still laggy especially when assessing the menu yeah so uh, sometimes 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 when you want to access your menu or even when you want to pause the game, it takes a bit of time, like three, four, five seconds to load sometimes. Sometimes it'll be okay. And then sometimes it'll be like very slow. Apart from the low restness of the game being, I won't say totally fixed, but I guess it's better now. Uh, There are still some parts of the city that's still grainy, especially when driving. Mm -hmm. And the pop-ins, oh my God, this is so bad. Sometimes characters... um, will just appear out of the blue uh, when you started walking. And sometimes, you know, when you're running or something, you arrive at the character and they're still... Uh, Not forming. Yeah, so it's still pixelated, <laughs> And then another two seconds and then only they become full. Uh, but the worst part is when you're driving because sometimes you'll be driving and then suddenly you're on a highway and then suddenly you bang to something, you know, invisible stuff. Oh. And then you later, three seconds later, you find out that actually you, you just hit a car. Yeah, yeah. Um, Apart from that, there are also sound glitches uh, on my end that I guess are immersion-breaking. There's this one moment where, you know, because it's a first-person game, right? So, Uh. And it relies mostly on sound to make it more, I guess, immersive and believable. I was in a car. I opened, opened the door of the car. I was about to leave the car. And then when I closed the door, (laughs) it <laughs> doesn't, doesn't have any sound.
3: Oh, yeah, so yeah.
0: yeah. Clipping, that's common. Enemies, items, clipping through the world, cars appearing in the ground. Some cars are submerged halfway in the ground. And on one gig, funnily enough, the enemy that I killed and uh, have to loot, uh, clip through a building that I can't access. And oh. that means that I, <laughs> that I can't complete that gig yeah and then sometimes there'll be some graphical ui that will appear and won't go away uh there's this one random black bar that appeared and stayed there at the bottom of my reticule mm. for quite a while and i can't seem to make it go away and i uh, i guess googled this or youtube this and i saw that it happened to some other youtuber as well so i'm like okay at least i'm not alone and then on this one story mission i can't make choices through the dialogue options resulting in the game making decision for me so that's that's annoying because cyberpunk is a decision based game right so sometimes you want mm. to be in control of making good decisions in the game I can't do that mm. and for me the most annoying one so far in my 78 hour playthrough is that sometimes when I enter a car and, and this happens in the latest patch yeah? suddenly my acceleration or reverse button becomes the exit car button what so it's impossible for me to, 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 to play I want to enter a car and start driving and suddenly the accelerate button is a exit button so I'll be leaving the car
3: yeah so okay so this is very interesting because I have a totally different experience on PC. So I'm on the subreddit and I see this like often and the the only thing that comes through my head whenever I see posts that shows cars clipping into the road and stuff like that is like when would I see this? Right? I'm only 20 again 20 hours plus in so probably I haven't seen it yet but so far there there isn't any clipping for me. I don't experience pop-ins. There's no T-poses at all. There is one very short second where a car was not fully formed, but it was almost fully formed. It took like almost like a millisecond or so to just click in and and then it was fully formed. Those are kind of like quote-unquote bugs that I faced. Um, so to me, those are not bugs enough for me to say those are like bugs. Um, I expect a lot more just because it's CD Projekt Red, but also it was a very pleasant experience. So memang it felt like you upgraded from <laughs> Cyberpunk 2007 to Cyberpunk 2077 on PC. However, it does sound super sad that, it, that players like you um, and actually myself at the start can't actually play it on a game that was launched uh, seven years ago or rather announced seven years ago for a console seven years ago Uh, (laughs) and we can't play it on our consoles
0: exactly and i think okay the reason why we're doing this is is we also don't want to over exaggerate the problem and to be fair the problems that i'm facing while infuriating (laughs) <laughs> funnily enough um going back to whether you know the term playable right for awesome. me at least based on my standard being a console person, the game's still functioning especially after the patch 1.06 at least it's slightly more stable uh-huh. and the fact that I've managed to complete the game and at least you know played through so far two endings uh-huh. showed that at least um the game is, is is working, to be fair. And it's not, for me, the greatest experience ever playing the game. And I've never seen a A game this bad, quality-wise, even mm. on launch. I mean, I've played other games as well that can be slightly buggy here and there. But it's never this bad. And this is like a different kind of level of bad. But at the same time, I'm trying to also sober up the conversation by, by saying that, yes, these are the problems that we're facing. But it's still manageable you know and and, you know we'll probably discuss this in a review but you know spoiler Mm. alert i kind of like the game for what Uh, it is
3: yeah but i also have to say that looking at so a lot of people are saying that of course you're playing of course you can't expect good experiences for these kind of games because this is uh, on the old gen if you will consoles you're not playing on quote-unquote current gen consoles which is ps5 but this is unfair, I feel, especially to players who are paying a hefty 229 Oh, I don't know how much you paid for it for your... Uh, because I ordered a physical copy. Hanev ordered a, um, a yeah. digital copy. So I think you paid a bit more than I did. Yeah, strangely. Yeah. I don't know what usually <laughs> is the other way around, right? But I think I paid yeah. 265 for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and when you pay $265, you expect a $265 worth of game, right? And after playing games like... Horizon Zero Dawn, which is launched in 2017, which is three years ago, comparing that to Cyberpunk, it's like, it's worlds apart. It really is worlds apart. I think a lot more people are arguing that if you look at Ghost of Tsushima, which is, I guess, a previous big title before Cyberpunk, it's really, you can't compare those two graphically. Ghost of Tsushima looks so good. But one thing I have to give props to, even I mean like glitch aside is the uh the speech though I mean the sound design of the game feels great I definitely will talk a lot more about this in the review but yeah I kind of agree with you Adif. Uh, if you kind of like look past the not so nice parts of the game the game is really fun to play
0: yeah. Uh, and we'll be exploring that a lot more on our review, which will be coming soon. But for now, I think uh, I agree with you, Naj. And I think to a certain extent, I also disagree with the comment saying that, oh, maybe you should play this on PC or maybe you should play this on next-gen consoles. First of all, you can't get next-gen consoles <laughs> now. It's difficult. If you're not lucky enough, you won't be able to get it now. Uh, and second is that it has been always been marketed to be available on consoles and to be playable on consoles. Like I said, we're trying to sober up the conversation, but at the same time, we're also trying to hold CD project Red accountable with the kind of quality that they're delivering on the console versions. So, I mean, I understand they're trying to push the boundaries. And yes, these machines are technically seven years old, considered last gen now, but I'm sure it can be optimized. And the fact that it's yeah. not well optimized is kind of sad uh, because underneath it all, there is a good game there.
3: Yeah, I also want to just like quickly mention out here... Um, I am in the process of getting my refund from CD Projekt Red. I think a lot of people probably have heard, even if you're not a gamer, how bad the situation is. PlayStation actually had to take the game out of their store, online stores. So they are not selling the game anymore because that's the only way they can actually refund the game. Mind sharing a bit? Yeah, what's the process like? Yeah, so basically... It was a mess, essentially. So CD Projekt Red announced that everyone who bought the game will get their refund, but they did not announce how. So I bought it with a local game store in Malaysia. Um, So I contacted the game store uh, saying that, hey, CD Projekt Red said that I can get my refund. How do I go about it? And so they actually directed me to the main supplier or distributor for games from CD Projekt Red in Southeast Asia. I think in Asia Pack. And then that particular website had a form. I was about to fill up the form, but I didn't fill up the day itself. I I wanted to try it the day after, right? The second day after the form is out, they actually removed the form. And they just said, if you wanna get your refund, you have to email help me refund at CD Project Right. So I did that and it was a lot of um kefuffle so they gave me a link for a refund and the link i have to fill out the form and take my receipt that i used to, to buy the game thank god i still have it and write a specific code on the receipt or print it on the receipt so that they can actually verify that my form and the picture that i'm taking with the receipt actually is mine um Because they don't have, they had, they don't have another way of proof uh, of, of getting proof that it's my physical copy and you have to go through all that trouble, take a picture, upload it to the form and mind you, if you miss filled up the form or rather if you messed up your, your form, there's no way of fixing it. CD project multiple times says that, that you can't fix whatever mistakes that you did on the form. And if you do have a mistake there, you will not get your refund. Um, And even after choosing or rather after filling up everything, they will ask you how much is the refund um, that you're supposed to get and they will ask you to post back the um, uh, the CD or rather the DVD and they will cover the cost. However, they haven't explained how that process is going to work yet and I don't know because I bought the pre-ordered copy. So I got the map of Night City, I got the badges, like the samurai badges and all the cool stuff, I'm not sure whether I have to send that in because they only ask for the picture of the CDs. But in any case, at the end of the form, they will ask you whether you want to copy, you want to, sorry, you want to refund this for cash or would you prefer to get a copy of the game on PC, which is very interesting for me. Mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> But you've been dealing with, so far you've
0: been dealing with CD project Red directly
3: uh, through email. Yeah. Yeah, but not really-ish, kind of. So I think they've been <laughs> swarmed under um, all of the emails that they're getting. So I bet you they're just going through a bot that kind of filters everything. And all the emails I'm getting from them are just generic emails. So hello, thank you for writing in for the help me refund. Please fill out this form kind of thing. So yeah, it's been generic, but they told me in the email that they will get back to me. I think... Um, latest before the 11th of january i think that's the latest date yeah so we'll see
0: Mm. All right, that's interesting. Okay, and on that note, I think we should probably, I guess, end <laughs> our conversation yeah. for this episode. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of like our experience playing this game, and <laughs> I guess to a certain extent, Najman's experience dealing with the refund process through <laughs> 3D uh, Project Rate, right? Mm. Uh, okay, so uh, be on the lookout for our review of the game uh, coming soon. Uh, and like I said, spoiler alert, I think we are kind of like okay with the game as a game, but having said that, what's been happening with the game on base consoles uh, is not. Not acceptable And I think um As much as We like the game We would want to see better From CD Project Red And uh Thank you very much Nesh for joining me Hey okay,
3: Thank you NF City of dreams City of game 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 City of
1: dreams Living your grave You're living your grave City of dreams City of game
0: that was Najman Maliki joining me on the show to share our experiences playing Cyberpunk 2077 on both the Playstation 4 and PC be on the lookout for the review of the game coming soon if you'd like to check out this episode again you can find the podcast on bfm.my our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play and also Spotify if you'd like to share your thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077 or any games for that matter send them over to ggwp at bfm.my don't forget to also follow us on Twitter at bfmradio my name Mr. Baharuddin, thanks for joining us. Game on till next time. GG well played. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.